Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. If you don't know about sports, we got somebody who does. Her name is Carolyn. And if you don't know about sports, we got somebody who does. He's the athletic director at the University of Montana. His name is Ken Haslam. They're both on the show today. Hi, how are you? It is Tutel and Nuanas. Happy Friday to you, boys and girls. Great to be with you on this very fine, very warm in western Montana Friday afternoon. I know Coulter and I, we've been a little cantankerous throughout most of this day. The hot, surly heat gets to us in quite a hurry, does it not? I got my car back. I forgot that it was black on black on black on black. So yes, that's it is. just the uh, sweatmobile. Yeah, that is that is a fact. And yet, good for you for getting the thing back. It's yeah. been a long time it's coming. It's been a long time. I actually have three cars parked uh, in the parking lot. Very right uh, loyal <laughs> listeners to this show will remember a day in which you just were not here. And that was uh, about a month ago when... Now, you see, I want to do the... You know, the well, I'm going to. The boy who cried wolf here because I hear a lot of stories from you. There is varying elements of truth in all of the stories, but there's also varying levels of storytelling that come along with it. 
When you said my engine blew up, I went, well, maybe he hit a deer. You know? No, no, no. You doggone piston shot out of the engine while you were driving on the highway. Yep. 100% fact. Happened. Engine exploded. Uh, anyway, that's been rectified. I'm glad you got your car back. I, I got to spin. We'll come back to this. Uh, hi, friends. Nice to be with you on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. If you'd like to call, 361-3688 is the phone number. 361-3688, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. If you would like to listen live, you're not around your radio, you're not around your television, you can do it on your phone, your computer, etc. via the stream. The stream is available at our website, 1029ESPN.com, and it is available because our friends at Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Uh, let's take a look at what we got in the show today. We got a couple of things to go through, a couple new Grizz recruits and a, a big transfer that we wanted to talk about today. Uh, we also may give a little bit more uh, uh, discussion around Kevin Thompson, who put his name into the transfer portal yesterday. A, uh, a major surprise, the Offensive Player of the Year in the Big Sky Conference, a seventh-year senior, that's right, seventh-year senior quarterback at Sacramento State uh, is uh, looking to head to the FBS. So we talked about this yesterday when the news broke but we could get into some more of that stuff today we also are going to have here in about a half an hour chris hayden who is the uh, director of facilities at montana state montana state bobcat stadium specifically has hosted now two graduations one for bozeman i forget the other was it belgrade for for belgrade okay uh and so they they have had two events since you know, in, in the last like week and a half or so, which are the first events to be taking place in, uh, you know, one of the major uh, uh, stadiums in the state or arenas in the state since uh, obviously the virus broke out. And so this is uh, uh, worth taking a look at and hearing from him in terms of how it worked, what were the good things to learn about it, and what his thoughts are as really the guy in charge of the physical not just the physical building, but the physic- physical manipulation of people as they come and go and, and all of that kind of stuff uh, into uh, Bobcat Stadium. So we'll hear from him. It's Friday. We're going to have a little fun with our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. We'll do that as well. Top of the hour. Happy to uh, get, get to go down and speak with Kent Haslam, the uh, athletic director, the University of Montana, and cover several things. You know, he sent out uh, a, a letter, like just an open letter about basically where we're at, mostly as it pertains to football, but a very general letter as far as the athletic director uh like department goes excuse me uh earlier this week uh, or even in the last week and then the uh, zoom press conference regarding uh, uh that and several other things along with bobby Haug earlier but there was just a couple more things that i thought were worth talking about and he was gracious enough to have a, a, us down there so we talked with him we'll bring you that interview as well and maybe we'll get into a little bit of mavs baseball the mavs win streak ended at six yesterday by the uh, gillette uh, what is Gillette? The Riders. Riders, thank you. And going out of state here, the Gillette Riders in a 15-10 ball game yesterday. But we'll get into all that stuff. So there you go. That is uh, the show outlook. Uh, Coulter, you did get your new car today. I'm happy for you. Indeed. Now, you got a, a new engine. They put an actual new engine in your car, among other things, new electronics and the whole thing. But they didn't reset your odometer. Right. Now I don't know I don't know how all this stuff works. I know that it's illegal to like change your odometer. Sure. Uh for for obvious reasons. But this is this is a brand new engine. This is this is I think it might be the same concept though cuz I think that you know how my, 
how many miles of the wheels turned. Okay, but I mean, you got to... How many miles of the car You're going to have road. to change the tires, you know? You're sure. going to have to change the brakes. I mean, the, the odometer, to me, is a reflection of the engine more than it is a reflection of the, you know, I don't know, the wiper fluid. Sure, but like the car has driven that many miles. Sure. I mean, I, I get so, it. You know, I just thought it with a new engine, you know, set the clock back I, to I zero. So too, yeah. But then I also started thinking, I mean... It wasn't the alternator. It wasn't the starter. It wasn't the, you know, oil system. I mean, all the coolant. I mean, it was the engine. So the other parts of the car have driven that far. I mean, yeah. I think that's maybe why they okay. leave it like that. I don't know. Uh, by, way, got new by the way, now before we go one step further, because I want to I want to continue on this because I also made a significant vehicle purchase today. Oh, yeah, big time for you. Uh, we got to take a, a moment here and just enjoy ourselves, recognize state of affairs that we have here with a little Florence Coffee Company coffee break. You have a very iced coffee. It was an iced Americano that has sat in the freezer for a little while. It's still drinkable, though. Oh, that looks very tasty. And I am enjoying a Raspberry Lotus, a uh, an energy drink that's not really in it. I mean, it is an energy drink from the energy standpoint, but not from the kind of other stuff, the sugar and all that kind of stuff standpoint. Uh-huh. Some some green uh, coffee bean extract, some vitamin B12 in here, and uh, it's awful tasty. It's sort of like an Italian soda, but the Lotus now available at uh, at Florence Coffee Companies all around the state of Montana. If you have any reason to stay awake, bang. <laughs> yeah, pretty deal. powerful. Yeah, the Lotus is going to get you there. So I am uh, I'm doing that because, you know, man, it's been kind of a week now totally. today. You can go home, watch a movie, maybe two. If I have this, maybe four. You know, I might just go. I might go for the whole Bourne series is what I might do tonight. You get dig in on Bruce Lee. You know what? I haven't watched the, the, the what is it, B-Water? B-Water. Yeah, I haven't watched the Bruce Lee. I, I, uh, I was rooting for Bruce as a son's name at one point, mm. and my wife uh, shut me down on that very quickly. I'm going to start calling Kai Bruce. Buddy. He looks like a Bruce. He looks like a Bruce. And my <laughs> wife does not believe that he looks like a Bruce. That's so funny. So, well, that's, that's crazy to me. <laughs> He's Bruce all day. Uh, so anyway, listen, you can stay up late. You can sleep in. It's the weekend for crying out loud. You need a little energy. Maybe you need to cool off in the hot weather you're driving around. You're close to a Florence Coffee Company kiosk right now. So go. Flo Coco Coffee Break, sponsored by the Florence Coffee Company. Our thanks to them for that. Coulter, you get your new car today. Now, here was my conundrum. I found I f- my tires going back to, like, the, the fall of last year. I, I don't know when the last time the tires were changed. I The, the car has 192,000 miles on it that I'm driving, Kia. Okay, wow. so I have to believe the car, the, the tires at some point were changed. Right. But I don't know when. And it has been a long, long time. And we were on the like really probably shouldn't drive it on the highway level of like threadbare tire scenario. <laughs> Glad I rode in the back seat. No, no, no. This is not with you. Okay. No, no, no. This is going back in the fall. This okay, is where okay, we were. Okay. Well, I called around a miracle of miracles. I found a used set of studded snow tires for a very reasonable price. And I was very happy about it. And I said, you know what? Let's do it. Because if you put studded snows on that, you are mobbing in the winter. 
I put that up against just about any truck in the world on the streets. Yes, okay, up in the mountains, different deal. But I'm talking about you can get around town, you can get around the state on the highways and stuff. Oh, you're bombing in that thing. So I felt very good. Well, it's no guarantee, but it feels like probably it's not going to snow again this year. And I don't know when the cutoff is, but, you know, you're supposed to not be driving the year round with the studded snow tires. I think it hurts the road. Isn't that the deal? Something like that, yeah. So I know that I should get a different set of tires, you know, put on this thing. I call and I call, and no place has any used tires that are the size that I need. Now, the new tires that I'm looking at are... It's a, it's a, like, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be, they shouldn't cost what they cost, but I mean, it's a lot of money for new tires, it's the man. Thing that makes me the most mad having to buy. Yeah. So, I, because it's like, you have to do it. You do. You, and it, you it, really it, don't want to, like, finance it or something like that. You right. Know? You just, no, you got to just, just, you just put the, just go four yep, bills there, down. There it is. And there it is. Just, oh, it hurts every time. Yeah, it does. But, I knew that I needed to get the thing done, but here's my question for you, and I would love to take calls on this, 361-3688, because I don't know. What is the last update that you should make to a car and when before you say, okay, that's it? We're doing gas and oil till it's all done here. Mm-hmm. 192,000 miles. We had a new clutch in not, you know, some, you know, couple of years ago we i think there was a radio i I, you know i got this thing later in life i think it was at like 170 when i came into my possession but in any case i'm sitting here going if i just spent infinity times more than i paid for the car right on tires and then tomorrow turns out to be the last day on earth for this car i'm going to be very frustrated with the expenditure and now i got two very good sets of tires as it turns out for the car a summer into winter additionally to that you know the licensing that you have to do on a you know you get a license plate and you go down and you put your sticker on that thing every year well at some point i think it's 11 years you can do the permanent plates right Right. Now this is genius. I got to give it up to the folks down at the at the county or the DMV or the state or whoever came up with this. The cost for the permanent plates. And I think it varies from from car to car, but for for mine anyway, both both of mine was just about 20% more than the cost of an annual. So in order to get the value out of it, you got to keep it for 2 years. Right. You know, you got to keep it. So I am in the month that I should be renewing it. And I feel great that I don't have to go back down there again. I feel like my value is coming back to me on what I paid out last year for the licensing on the permanent place. But I am holding on for dear life with this car because I need, I need, I probably need another full winter out of it before I sit here and I go, hey, this was worth it to pay for the tires, to pay for the licensing and the whole thing before it just goes kaput. But if one more thing happens, I might just say, you know what? We're done with this. We're going down. We're going to go see Coulter's guy. We're going to get myself a, a new car. Okay, let's find out. Let's go to the phones. We welcome in Terry to the show. Terry, help me out here. What's the last update that I should make to a car? before I just let it run itself into the ground. See, what you got to do, Ryan, is you got to take and buy older. That's 
that's where it's at. Buy older, you know, especially. Yes, older. Uh, I, you got to remember, you gotta remember Terry. Day. You got to remember, Terry. Ryan bought this car for what? $6? No, this one was $0. Free, free. Yeah, this free, is a free car. car. Free car. But it was, oh, it's an 06. I mean, that's pretty old, isn't it? It is old. No, no, no. See, no. Old. My my newest car is a 67. <laughs> That's old, right? But if I know who I'm, if I know who I'm talking to, though, I think you know how to work on these things, which is uh, not one of Ryan or my skill sets. Zero skills. Yeah, but see, the nice thing about those old cars is that there's no computers, there's very little wiring. Uh, I mean, you could do an oil change yourself. You know, there's no uh, sensors or you know weird stuff to go off in the tires or anything like that. You know, when you got a bad one or whatever, it's just. Terry, this is, you actually Maybe make a very good point. We got a 66 Chevy, not mine, but in, in the family we got one. And it, you know what you see if you open up the hood? The ground. It's a remarkable exactly. thing. You look right through and you're like, hey, look at that. This is like, yeah, just some stuff in here and now you're off and running on the road. Why are we messing around with everything else, you know, under the sun and putting it in this thing? That's right. And you know what? You got air conditioning in every single old car. Crank down the windows. Take the wing windows open. Yep. Ventilate it right into the car. Wing windows. Call 460 air conditioning. <laughs> Terry, I appreciate that. That's a very good thought. Excellent work uh, helping me out. 3613688. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high-quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Again, my question, what's the last thing that I should be doing in terms of the last upgrade before I just drive my car till it explodes? Well, I think that that's what you do. No, but I'm saying, like, at some point, you just say, okay, I'm not buying more new tires, okay? Right, I'm not right. I'm not doing another thing, you know? I'm just not doing it. I'm yeah, just going to deal you, with it till it's the, all over. The, yeah, but the, you got to think, though, buying new tires is like making a an $800 payment for the car that you got for free. Yeah, it sucks. All I'm saying, it's, though, is, like, you're already ahead I think that you... It's like somebody keep, putting an Armani suit on me. What do you think that that car was worth when you bought, when you did acquire it? Thirty grand? Three grand, yeah. Maybe. Okay, so then I think you just put pencil to paper. You bought a clutch. You bought tires. Where are you at? Three grand. And then when you hit three grand, that's when you say, drive it till it blows up. No, eh, no, I'm not doing that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm... 
I'm cheaper than that. So you're going to go buy an $800 car when your car blows up instead of the tires? Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is how I live my life, Coulter, is I wait until it's an absolute necessity, and then I just Craigslist it, and that's where I go. That's what I do. I'm not, I don't plan this stuff. You know, because who knows? I could get three more years out of this thing. You could. You know, maybe it goes. Maybe it, it goes to two eighty on me. You it, know, it does. It runs great. Absolutely. So you know, that's fine. It's the 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 width of the hatchback is exactly the length of my golf clubs. I mean, it's like it was built for me. It's two tell new one is one zero two nine ESPN Radio. Coulter, uh, let's talk a little bit of football, shall we? Let's start with the Grizzlies and some significant recruiting slash transfer news for Montana, specifically at the cornerback spot, which we know they've gotten a couple of guys uh, that have that are that are transferring in, uh, and, and one in particular from uh, uh, Mr. Cotton from uh, Oregon State, but they get another one from Louisville, a three-star recruit. Yeah, Justin Ford, uh, the newest Montana Grizzly. Uh, we're actually efforting him for the show next week. He's trying to figure out what his schedule is to get out this way. He's actually still on the East Coast time, so a little bit different uh, when it comes to his schedule to come on this show because where he's at right now, it's you know quarter after six. and uh, So he's trying to figure out ways to get out back out to Missoula. But anyways, he's um, Trajan Cotton and Omar Hicksonu, who are both the two Oregon State transfers that, are coming, that, are, that have been with Montana since January. They were mid-semester yep. transfers. They're both guys that were corners in high school played safety at the Pac-12 level and now will, will at least attempt, at least according to what they're listed as on the roster, to play corner for the Grizzlies. Yeah, and by the way, Trajan Cotton, worth noting, just tweeted out, I think, three days, two, three days ago, he got, whether it was a medical relief or a transfer relief, I'm not sure, but will be coming in as a sophomore. So he has three years of eligibility remaining. Uh, so that's that's very good. But Justin Ford is a corner all day. And uh, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. A true corner. I, I, I'm not sure how. Trajan Cotton and Omar Hicks Ono both look very talented. They, I think they will have uh, just fine ability to play corner in the Big Sky Conference. Maybe even uh, an elite ability. We'll see. Justin Ford has elite athletic ability. Justin Ford was an unbelievable junior college player. He was a all-region, all-state selection in California, which is the most powerful junior college, uh, most powerful state that offers junior college football. Like you said, he's a three-star guy, but to coming out of junior college, he had uh, offers from Louisville, Auburn, Utah, Colorado, Idaho, Iowa State, like Kentucky, twenty places, right? Twenty different offers, yeah. but I mean, Auburn and Utah. I mean, Auburn and Utah are top what twelve programs? I mean, it, here's what's interesting is. When you look around at programs by position, mm-hmm. that's where, like, Utah and Washington, their cornerback, and especially Utah secondary in general, yeah, lights out. Same thing at, like, LSU. I mean, I think that you could actually argue that Utah probably has the best secondary over the last handful of years as any non-SEC school in the country, right? Yeah. Say again. Non, Utah has had the best secondary of any non-SEC oh. school in the country the last several just, years. Just look at the drafts for the secondary out of Utah. What, I mean, lights out. Yeah, I wish that Utah yeah. could have broken through to get into the playoff one of these last couple of years because they've just been one step below that level. But I've watched them a lot because they're on you know Pac-12 after dark quite often, and uh, they are fearsome on defense. They play so 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 fast. They're they the do. only seriously. They're the only team outside of the Big Four in the SEC that look like that. So getting an offer from them, that's big time. But anyways, uh, Justin Ford spent last year at Louisville. He got hurt during fall camp, missed the entire season. 
So now so did not play. So he did not play. So now the Grizz are getting a dude who was an SEC caliber guy. And so I mean he was what I think the number eleven junior college cornerback in the country two years ago. The injury obviously it, it impeded his last season, but he's a big time guy. I mean he was a top one hundred recruit coming out of high school. So, so this is this is a huge addition for Montana because I think there's no question that he will be an elite level of talent for uh the Big Sky Conference level of football. It does beg the question though, and we I don't know that we have the answer to it, but what what was why is he wanting to transfer out of Louisville in general, first of all, and then also to the FCS? And the FCS might be obvious enough because you don't have to lose a year of eligibility to do it. You know, you can just go and you can play. So we understand that part. But, um, you know, for a guy who w- was, you know, a lot of times we hear, you know, this guy had you know, 15 offers, but you find out, oh, well, only one of them was to an FBS school and it was a mid-major school, which is great, you know? Sure. This is, this is like you said, I mean, this was an all-day nationally recruited type of cornerback t- coming out of college. And so the upside presumably is very high. The other thing I'm, I i don't know is what, what was the injury? You know, how, right. how significant was it? What yeah, was there's it not to? much news on it. So, it just says an injury, well, you know, season any injury. You so. know, hopefully find out more, more about this as we go. But would be eligible, am I right, to play yeah, this eligible. year yep. Yep. Uh, when uh, when he arrives. So that's that's significant for sure. And this is what Montana needed, too. I mean, they need a true lockdown guy. They uh, Going into the year with a bunch of guys that could be good is, is better than having a bunch of guys that probably won't be good. But having a guy that you – I mean, it's not like a necessarily absolutely for sure certainty, but it's, I'm pretty confident that this guy, if he stays healthy, is going to be pretty dang good for the Grizz. I got a question for you, though. Yes. Recruiting right now is is um, cranked all the way up, but the staffs are having to do it in a different way. We'll actually talk about this a little bit more next week, maybe even try to effort Bobby Houck or Justin Green next week because just watching the action on social media and watching like what the Grizz are doing, we've talked this a lot, about this a lot. The Cats and the Grizz have de- definitively different recruiting strategies right now, although Jeff Choate is not throwing the as wide of a net as he w- was his first couple years, offering just everybody in the entire Northwest. They still offer a lot of guys, and they offer early and often, and they all, oftentimes they go after high-profile guys in the Northwest as well as the top Montana guys. And Montana has been much, much more tempered with their offers. And basically they just really, really try to get to know guys. And if you follow the recruiting from offer to commit, it's actually amazing. Like Bobby Houck is batting like 750. If they if they end up offering a guy and then they get in his living room, they almost always get him. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times too, though, they realize okay, we're we like this guy. We think he's really good. He's talented enough to play here, but we're going to waste our time if we recruit him because he's just going to go to Washington State. So then they basically move they on. they move on so they yeah. can really hone in on these guys. Distinctly different, but because of the way that things have been operating during the pandemic. Montana actually has made a lot more offers. I mean, over the last, I think, three weeks, I think they've made about 30 offers, which is a, a lot more than they've had this time of year recently. And Montana State, they're actually closer in number. They both have, you know, 30, 40 offers out there. The Cats have a, little, a few more, but not like three times as many as they yeah. have in the past. My question for you, though, is this. Montana State, it's obvious, has been really uh, prioritizing in-state recruiting right now. That's evidenced by them already having six in-state commitments to the Grizzlies one, although the Grizzlies did land Jace Kluswich earlier this week. Montana, on the other hand, though, it seems like their class of 2020 never stops expanding. They're adding another guy every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we had the 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 Hunter Sanders kid on the show the other week, the or Hunter Clark, excuse me, the other week from um, 
the junior college corner. I mean, um, the big offensive lineman from AJ Forbes from Nebraska. I mean, they have they're adding transfers, transfers, transfers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, winning the state is a huge deal. I can't we can't declare the cats the winner yet. But what do you think of just the the tit for tat that we have going on here? And what do you think of Montana just continuing to load up? For this upcoming season, I mean, they're putting a high priority on this upcoming year. Yeah, they they are, and the thing I, I think is worth noting is that they're 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 getting a number of transfer guys who still have significant eligibility, two and right. even three years remaining. Uh, Forbes is that Trajan Cotton is that. So you're talking about it is building for this year, and it is to an extent building for the future. I think that this is a team. I, I, look, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and, of, of course, talk about what it is that coaches are doing and the way that they're seeing things. But I think that with two years under his belt, back in the Big Sky Conference, back at the University of Montana for Bobby Houck, that he, if if he really broke down for everybody, what he sees and, and other coaches as well doing the same thing, you'd be blown away at the nuance and the specificity at which they go about designing what it is that they're going to do in relation to where they want to get. Because, again, at this level, like if you're Alabama, you just offer every best kid in the country and hit on half of them and go to the national championship. Right. At at the FCS level, you have to look around and go, what is it that we have to do? How are we going to find ways to beat other teams that do things differently than what we do? And then focus and prioritize that. Clearly, cornerback has been a priority, the secondary in general. And they are building up the lines up front as well as they as they age. But I think that this is a team and a, and a recruiting scenario where they are looking out and they have a definitive plan in place for types of players that they need in order to execute a type of football that they think is going to be successful in the Big Sky Conference. I really that it's not just about playing quote unquote Montana football. It's about playing a brand of football that you think is going to be successful here in in this landscape. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what the what the keys are, what the what the emphasis are, but I think that that is why there is as much transferring as we've seen in a long time at the University of Montana at this particular time. And I also think that there's still a belief that there are areas of of needed improvement, specific areas of needed improvement positionally on this team. The defense that they run is so risky. It has the, the 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 biggest weakness is the vulnerability to giving up big plays. Now that said, the last two years they have Montana has not given up a ton of big plays because of the ultimate stopgap in Dante Olson, plus then the awesome tackling of Robbie Houck in the open field, and the great play of Jace Lewis. They've just had some such sure tacklers that have mitigated a lot of those big plays. But the defense, as ferocious as it has been at times, I mean, the Weber State game last year in Missoula comes to mind. They still, just from a pure personnel standpoint, they don't have the the, the defense that they run is is very similar in in comparing to the Tampa two that the Bucks used to run. In that, good players across the board is always going to help you. But in the Tampa two defense that Tony Dungy made so famous when the Bucks were running it in the late nineties, early two thousands. 
it's more important to have elite players at the three technique position on the inside, the edge position. So it's Warren Sapp, Simeon Rice, you need that Will linebacker, Derek Brooks. You got to have that shutdown corner like Rondé Barber. In this scheme right here, you need incredible, sure, sure really solid ta- open field tacklers in the middle of the field, particularly at inside linebacker and safety. They have that. Montana has had that. They still have that. Elite guys off the edge. They got a bunch of young guys that could be, but not yet. Yep. Patrick O'Connell was solid, not elite yet. But they have a bunch of guys coming back that could be elite, mm-hmm. and he'd lock down corners. Darren Nash, Justin Calhoun, solid last year. The additions they've made, though, they could be locked down. And if you have locked down corners, now it doesn't even matter if Patrick O'Connell, Milton Mamula, and Jacob McGoring got even one ounce better. They're going to have better production because the coverage on the outside is yeah. going to be better as well. So I, I love the additions that they made. And I know that I've talked openly about how I thought that Montana is going to absolutely have to figure out how to replace two of the better players in their program's history in Dalton Steen and Dante Olson. And that was my biggest question mark. How do you replace those guys? Because those guys are just their top-level talent. Right. I'm starting to think that Montana's going to be pretty dang good this next year. They have a chance. It's 2 Tail Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Quick break on the other side. Very happy to have with us Chris Hayden, facilities at Montana State. Talk to us about what it's like to try and prepare for the unknown when it comes to fans in stadiums for football in the fall. We'll get to that right after this. Hey, the weekend is here, and I just can't wait to go home and pick up all that dog waste, right? Yeah, well, maybe not. If accumulating dog waste has you feeling down in the dumps, call Montana Pooper Scoopers. That's right. Montana Pooper Scoopers offers one-time and weekly dog waste removal services for businesses and families at a price anyone can afford. Whether you've got three Great Danes or one Chihuahua, Montana Pooper Scoopers is up for the job. Put down that bag. Visit MontanaPooperScoopers.com and enjoy your extra free time. Right now, you mentioned this ad, you get 25% off your initial services. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Welcome back to Tell New Ones, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Howdy. Happy Friday to all. Thanks for being with us. At Gus Tutel on Twitter, at 1029 ESPN on Twitter, at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we had an opportunity to catch up earlier today with Chris Hayden, who uh, manages facilities at Montana State. They have hosted two high school graduations at Bobcat Stadium in the last week, uh, 10 days or so. And those were the first sort of events, certainly 
small in relation to the capacity of the building or the, the, the arena that they were being hosted in. But nonetheless, the first taste of what it's like to have, you know, a significant group of people back together for something like a graduation and a, maybe look ahead to what it'll be like to football. So we thought it'd be worth catching up with him and finding out how that went and what he learned and what they expect to have happen in the fall over at Montana State. Here you go, our conversation with Chris Hayden. Well, we go now to the Rankage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the head of facilities at Montana State University's Chris Hayden. And, Chris, we appreciate you being on with us. And, man, tell you what, I know that the, the facilities guys maybe go overlooked very often, but first of all, not here on Tutela Nuanas, by God. We're going <laughs> to shine a light. But also, I mean, with everything that's gone on, obviously, with coronavirus and so on and so forth, you've really been pushed to the forefront in terms of trying to figure out how to get things to run and run safely. And just talk, walk us through, you know, all the things that have you've, you've put in place there at Montana State to try and get ready for athletics as they come up. And I know you've just hosted a, a couple of graduations at Bobcat Stadiums, which were, you know, pretty major events. So you could get a feel for how that's going to go. Yeah, the graduations actually turned out to be our first event on campus since, um, since the AA basketball tournament, which unfortunately ended a day early. Uh, we were able to host Bozeman and Belgrade, both of their graduations. Uh, we worked a lot. Well, actually, Bozeman and Belgrade High School both um, works a lot with the county health department specifically to get approval um, to even explore the idea with us. And then we um, helped them with kind of a framework of what they needed to do, helped them um, with some uh, how to seat people, how to maintain social distancing and those type of things. And then they really ran with it and put together some events um, that I think were great for their community um, and their students, you know, to give them that um, – some sort, some sort of closure in a very uh, unique uh, school year. Chris, hey, Coulter Nuance, thanks so much for joining us. Organizing, Coulter, thanks for having me. Of course, man. Organizing any sort of event is always going to be a challenge, but what's been distinctly different about your role and your job at Montana State over these last couple of months, uh, given all the extraduating and uh, unique circumstances? I mean, I, I think we're always – trying to be adaptable and have a backup plan and be ready for any sort of curveball that comes the day, the day of, or even during the week leading up to an event. I think what's been a little bit different in this case is just how fast things have been changing. You know, um, you spend a lot of time one day working on a plan you, in the day, you shut your computer, you go home, you have some dinner and you open the computer the next morning and things are completely different than the day before, you know? So that's, and the frequency of those changes has probably been the biggest challenge. Uh, I'm glad that we, you know, are used, I would hate to be just thrown into an event environment and have no experience with the uh, constant changing nature of the requests and stuff. So we're better equipped to deal with it because that's what we do every day. But it's definitely been, you know, um, definitely been a whirlwind. Chris Hayden joining us, the director of facilities at the uh, Montana State University. And Chris, tell me, tell us something that you learned from from having those two graduations. Like, what was something where, as it went through, you go, okay, this is definitely something that we can take and and kind of project this forward. Well, I, I think in a very broad sense, I've seen two things that we can do events and we um, can do them safely. And I think I've also seen that people really want to 
want to get together and want to have events and how much that really means to everybody. You know, um, I know you, I assume I can speak for you guys in saying like the lack of having sports and events is like at least a big hole in people's, people's world. And they're really looking to, you know, just getting back together and seeing those people that haven't seen recently. Um, that's a big thing that people are missing right now. I know that uh, there's a lot of different athletic teams that use the facilities of Montana State, a lot of different organizations in the communities and everything like that. But the thing that so many people are looking forward to is football, college football. And it seems like optimism grows by the day, especially when it comes to the state of Montana. But what sort of role have you played in just the uh, the logistics of all of this? I mean, trying to figure out how to get, get people into Bobcat Stadium. And, uh, I mean, what, what are your thoughts just on the way that you guys might be able to manage having a football game in Bozeman this fall? I, I'm optimistic. I mean, I think you, you guys know that we do a lot of the things that are behind the scenes, getting people into the stadium, you, you, getting people around the stadium to their seats, cleaning restrooms, uh, you know, getting people to concessions, merchandise, those type of things. There's definitely a, um, a lot of things still coming along, but you're right that optimism has been growing and people are working on plans. We've been working a lot with, you know, what is what does it look like? How do we maintain social distancing? You know, what? how do we provide an environment where fans can come and feel safe? And how... How, what that's exactly going to look like is still coming together. It's probably going to take, I don't know, could take a couple more, you know, a couple more weeks. It might be a month. I don't know. Um, hopefully we'll get to a plan where we can have as many Bobcat fans in Bobcat Stadium um, as as possible, I guess. When it comes to just some of the social distancing suggestions and things like that. I mean, how do you guys go about managing that? I mean, is there a, a perfect number in terms of the revenue and, and the profit margin that you guys need to have in the stadium? And if so, how do you attain that number uh, while not maybe packing the house and, and having it be a you know concerning situation? Yeah, I think one of the challenges I, I see right now is that everybody has a different number every, or, you know, has a different set of priorities they're trying to manage. Um, there's a lot of different, you know, we've been through a lot of different scenarios of, you know, is it, you know, of reduced occupancy, um, you know, is it skipping a row, is it six feet between people, um, you know, what does all of that look like? Uh, I, I don't think anybody has a perfect plan out there yet, and I think that's part of why um, you're seeing you're seeing some information trick out, but you're not seeing anybody definitely come out and say this is what we're doing. This is our plan. You know, I think that's still, still coming together. Um, you know, in a perfect world, we want every seat full, right? Um, this, that may not, may not be possible this fall, you know, but trying to figure out the best way to get as many people as we can and still maintain some of those social distancing principles, still operate the stadium, still, you know, have, have all the amenities people need. Chris Hayden joining us, Director of Facilities at Montana State University. And Chris, we'll get you out of here on this. The uh, So much of, of your job is planning, logistics, you know, checking the boxes, making sure that you have everything in order. But it seems like since it is an ever-evolving situation, it's hard to make a step-by-step process for any of this stuff. But do you have any immediate challenges ahead that, that you know you have to take care of in terms of uh, – getting the facilities ready to go if and when football does return? Um, I think 
I think the, uh, you know, right now it's a, we have a pretty broad framework that we think covers a lot of things of what, what steps we're going to take. I think ultimately the, the biggest domino in this whole thing is figuring out how many people we can safely put in the stadium. And then a lot of those plans will trickle down from there. So I think that's really the first, the biggest uh, variable out there that will guide us to path A, path B, or path C is figuring out, you know, what is a safe, safe number. And that's going to come together. You know, we've been working, um, you know, we work very closely all the time with, with Leon and the athletic department. We've been working um, together with the University of Montana. We've been working with Ochi, you know, um, the health department. Um, we've met with them. I think it's going to be some combination of what all of those groups are comfortable with um, from a safety standpoint. And as we get that defined, and it may not be, it may end up, maybe we go from three plans to two, but that's, that's kind of really the domino that most of the smaller decisions um, will feed off of. Well, Chris, we really appreciate you coming in here and kind of giving us the the on the ground look at all this stuff. It's uh, obviously very complex, a lot of logistics that are going into this, and a lot of unknowns as well. But we appreciate the update on where we're at right now. Best of luck here as you uh, got through a couple of graduations and now a couple of games coming up. We hope. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for your time today. Have a good afternoon. Uh, thank you. There you go, Chris Hayden, facilities at Montana State, kind of walking us through all the things that have happened over the past couple of weeks with a couple of high school graduations and the expectations and the hopes heading into uh, through the summer and into the fall with uh, hopefully actually games being played. There you go. We'll take a quick break on the other side. The chick who doesn't know sports. What does Carolyn have in store for us this week? Can't wait. Always fun to have her in here uh, doing that. Hey, boys and girls, 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy. What is it? It's Kurtz Polaris. That's right. Kurtz Polaris is there. The weather, it's warming up, and it is time to get your dirt biking, off-roading, and on-laking activities to a maximum with Kurtz Polaris. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes, tops in the industry, brand new for the season at Kurtz. They also have, as always, great Polaris side-by-sides, including the hard-working Ranger and fun, fast Razor. But maybe if a little leisure is more your speed, how about get out on the lake with a Crest pontoon boat? That's right pontoon boats at Kurtz Polaris crest top of the line in the industry available there summer the way you always envisioned with Kurtz Polaris online at KurtzPolaris.com Gus the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house brought over a bunch of meat I brought over my Alpine touch but I didn't bring it home I forgot it at your place Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. (laughs) It's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house, and like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house, you left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch, and... 
it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with all of you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. At Gus Tutel, that's yours truly on the social media, at 102.9 ESPN. And if you're looking for all the up-to-the-moment Big Sky Conference news and information, just go and follow at Skyline Sports MT. Congratulations, my friends. You made it. It's Friday. Your weekend is here, and we are happy to welcome in once again our dear friend, Carolyn, chick who doesn't know sports. Hello, Carolyn. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, just so great. So happy. Everything's great. Tell me what's going on in the world of sports. We do this every week with you. Thanks to the Iron Grizz. You come in here, you drop so much knowledge. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear what's going on this week. Is it Lance? Is it Air? What are we going to talk about today? Well, I have some questions, so I'll start with that because I would like some knowledge from you guys. Okay. Mm. Um, Sometimes I have that. I have been hearing about the college football teams getting together and doing some workout camps. Okay. Some camps huh is that what they call them i know i think they're just working out voluntary okay. workouts yeah well i i like to think they're at camp maybe they're going fishing maybe they're on a canoe in the afternoon yeah that's probably probably on a canoe getting ready for the football season I mean, that's it seems probably logical. smart yep anyway um so they're concerned because some of them are getting covid and spreading it and they're kind of i've been hearing in the news it's a concern it is a concern now football season isn't till august and i guess I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to poo-poo COVID or anything like that, but I'm wondering, wouldn't it be best to have them get it and get it out of the way right now and then be able to play in August? Well, I think the idea would be the best case scenario would just be to not get it. Of course, but let's face it. I mean, we're going to, I mean, it's possible they're going to get it, so I know, why not but the get biggest it fallacy, get healthy? The biggest fallacy is that if you get it, that you're not going to get it again. This is not an immune thing. Right, you don't. We no one knows. No one that. knows that. But I don't think it's like chickenpox where you get it, and you never have it again. Well, f- I'm glad you've done all the research to find out Im- and tell us this, doctor. I was under the impression I mean, you that you get the flu a bunch of times, right? You, it's not the, the same flu though. I, it's it's a different flu. Sure. Once you've gotten the flu, then you don't have that. I'm flu. just thinking they get these guys together like the chickenpox parties in the '80s. Oh my gosh! Get it out of the way and be chicken ready to pox go. Chickenpox parties in the '80s. I'm gonna buy so, a shirt that says that. You don't want 19 year olds to be millionaires, but you do want them to get together so that they can all have herd immunity from coronavirus. Yes. 
I do want 19-year-olds to be millionaires. I just want 19-year-olds to have um, some help and guidance in, the, in you know, saving I got their you. money. Okay. That's all. Okay. Thanks for clarifying yes. your position. So anyway, my feeling is get these boys together, have a party, and be ready to go in August. Is that insensitive? Yes. I think that's pretty insensitive, Carolyn. I don't think I don't think you have a real finger on the pulse of sort of the national or even maybe even the local sort of, you know, feeling on this right now. Okay. Well I mean I, I <laughs> What else you got for us, Carolyn? Well, you know how my feeling is about Portland and their basketball and their issues with playing in the Disneyland uh games as I like to call it now. Yeah, I mean, that's a mischaracterization, but yeah, I do well, know Well, another about player this. said he doesn't know if they're going to play because they might not win. Carmelo Anthony, as they like to call Mello, I believe. Yes, Mello. Now says he doesn't know if they're going to play. And it's because they might not win. That's Correct. the reason. Pretty much. That's the actual reason that he gave. I will bet you <laughs> all the money that you and I have collectively, which ain't much, but it's all of it. Uh, that, that that is not what he said. Why do you think he said he might not play then? I don't know. I haven't heard this. You're bringing knowledge to me on this. Well, I just noticed he also played for, for Portland, and I just figured he was just being a big old baby. Good. <laughs> so this is like... This is just like straight cliff notes. Like all you did was read a headline somewhere. You didn't even click on the article from some no-name website to find out the, the facts of this thing. Right. I said I was asking you questions today. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> the Blazers don't not want to play. They all want to play. Yes, they really want they to play. They saying they might not play if no. they can't win. No, they no, they don't. Oh my goodness, no one has said that. Yes, that one guy did. No, that Damian Lillard guy. did not say that. <laughs> See, this happens to me all the time, where they go, "Well, you said you wanted this," and I said, "No, I didn't. I just said I didn't want this." Right. And so all of a sudden, now the the negation that I had on the left becomes an assertion over here on the right. No one said they didn't want to play. Damian Lillard said he didn't want a scenario in which his team didn't have a real chance to actually make the playoffs that he thought it would be a bogus and sort of just trotting them out there for no reason for a couple of games in which case he would have been right that didn't happen so he is ready to go and i guarantee carmelo anthony is ready to go as well i haven't seen the the the, the thing that he said yet but i promise you it isn't i don't want to play because i'm a baby i'll bet you a million dollars that ain't the quote he was a baby i said he's a baby right and here's my point again (laughs) they should be trotted out to play a few games because that is their job i don't care if they're not going to make it to the playoffs but they could make it to the playoffs because only the teams that got in they only, they didn't invite the eight teams that can't make the playoffs. All the teams that got invited All have a very real shot a of going to the playoffs. The playoffs. Yep. I understand that, but you still need to play because that's your job. Just like when you start the season, you don't know if you're going to make it to the playoffs. That's right, but when you start the season, you get the season to prove that you can make it to the playoffs. And then when your season is cut short, if somebody says, well... You're still going to play, but you won't have a chance to the playoffs. That is very unpalatable for a guy, for a team or an, and a group of players that that's the only thing that they're here to do. I get that, and I want them to play to win and not go out there, but I just think that it's a big bratty attitude. Hmm. Well, agree to disagree, <laughs> Carolyn. All right, good news for the Chicago Cubs. Okay. They just drafted 
Is that what you do in baseball? You draft? do draft. Yep. You do. Luke Little, that. a Texas junior college player. Guess how fast he can pitch. Oh boy. Tell me how. Tell one me, million, tell me the, tell one me million miles an hour. How did you know? I don't know. 105. Buck five, huh? Yeah. Raldus Chapman numbers on the gun. Man. Sure. Well, that's great. Luke yeah. Little? Yeah, Luke Little from Texas. Do you think his last name is one of those ironic last names? He's actually large. Yeah. He is that's what I'm saying. I bet eight. he is. Six eight? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, of course he can throw a buck five. Who are these? Who are these? Can you imagine Luke Little going against Aaron Judge? Man, Two guys that are that 13 ball, feet total? If Aaron Judge hits that thing, it's going, oh. what, 600? For Someone's sure. Get, they better put up some cages around the... Okay, well, good for uh, Luke Little, and I guess good for my Cubs. Our Cubs. Our Cubs. Right. Don't you forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Colin Kaepernick. Okay. So I need to say I love him. Okay. I Even if you disagree with what he was protest, whatever, I just love that he stood his ground. He risked his whole career, and people are calling for him to come back. Yeah. Here's a question and don't get yell at me. I don't know the answer. I only know because, you know, he was in the press. Okay. What if he comes back after everyone's telling him we got to get him back in uh, in the NFL and what if he sucks? Well, then he won't play for very long. Thank you for that answer. I mean, that detailed answer. That, there it seems to me that there's a very real ch- I mean, it's been 4 years, right, since he played. Right. And and at the time, much was made of this, too much was made of this, but it is a fact that, like, the last, not even the last full season, but the last, like, 10 games or whatever he played, it was it was not good. Well, he was actually only good for, like, three quarters of one season. Yeah. Well, he was, you know, he, he was, was like pretty good, but, like, he caught lighting in a bottle, and he, it was, he was his, his moment of being elite it was, it was, was partially due to scheme and athleticism more than just... His actual top well, level scheme and athleticism is a significant part. Yeah, of the right. Sport. But but when you when teams in the league adjust to it, then it it does. It I mean, mitigates. He was all running it. the zone read, and people figured out how to guard the zone read. The point is, the is that it, if if he came back now, from just a strictly football standpoint, I think that it would be an uphill battle for him to be, you know, a, a really good player. Like I don't see I don't see him returning to certainly that high watermark that he was at probably five five or six years ago, if that were to happen. That would be very, very tough. Well, I'm rooting for him. Okay. And even if he doesn't go to the Bears, I will. <laughs> Not that the Bears need a quarterback. Well, I don't know. I just, they might just. You got about six. Of, what do they say? You got six quarterbacks. You got no quarterbacks, right, Coulter? That's right. Go Bears. I mean, Colin, <laughs> political controversy aside, I think that Colin Kaepernick and Cam Newton are in a similar situation in that they both are at least once upon a time, elite talents that are both certainly household names. And because of that, though, very few teams in the NFL want to have a quarterback competition, right? They don't want to have their entrenched starter who they likely drafted and developed and or signed to be the guy be in any sort of controversial situation. That's only really, I mean, like Trubisky would be an interesting one, but you get into a situation then where Every week that Cam Newton or Colin Kaepernick is on your roster that he's not the starter, then everybody's asking, unless the other guy is performing at 
at all pro level, everybody's asking, why isn't this guy a starter? And then all of a sudden you have this controversy that's not really a controversy, but it's a huge distraction. Right. It's the exact same thing that's happening at th- for all 32 teams in one, le- one way or another. Like the one guy is starting and another guy or two or three are not starting. But because the guy's not starting, have our household names, then right. it becomes a story. And then on the flip yeah. side, if Colin Kaepernick did win a starting job, then every time he didn't play exceptional, he would just get roasted as well just because of everything that surrounds the name that he's built, for better or worse. Yeah. Well, I did read um, a little tidbit. Oh, good the for Seahawks you. The Seahawks had the chance to, to get him in 2017 yep. and chose not to only because they thought he should have been a starter, not a backup. And... They regret that decision now. If one of those two guys was able to go to a place or ended up going to a place where they were clearly going to be backups, like there was no controversy about that, then there wouldn't be a question about it. If they were brought into a place to compete for a starting job and didn't win that job, that's when you have the scenario like Coulter had. So with Seattle... See, I don't, I don't think that... Cam Newton could go anywhere and have it not be a distraction. Cam Newton could be the, the backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, and everybody in the world objectively would say he's the backup for the Green Bay Packers, and it would still be a story in the paper every single week. No, I, it 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 depends on how Cam handles it. Like, if he goes and says, look, yeah, but I'm this, the backup but, quarterback, that's it. Yeah, but, like, modern media would just make it into a story every week. No. Every time Aaron Rodgers went, like, 15 for 32 for 176 yards and a pick, is Cam Newton sniffing down Aaron Rodgers' neck? It would be a story. Maybe, but being a story and being a distraction are two very different things. True. One more little story. Yay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son uh, was arrested two nights ago for stabbing his neighbor. Thank you, Carolyn. That's the Chicken Does the Most Sports. (laughs) It's brought to us by our friends at the Iron Grizz, at least for this week. They help us out every week with this thing. Carolyn ending, just, you know, just walking it off. Drop the mic. Uh, Coulter, the uh, Iron Grizz. So there it's the University Golf Course on South Avenue. And one of the real hidden gems in Missoula in terms of great food, really nice. The the build-out they did a couple years ago, spectacular in there. You can sit on the patio, look at the golf course, great wine selection, beer selection. They're growing their own food in the garden that they're using in the cooking they're doing. Really an outstanding spot. An awesome spot, and we'd love to help you go try it out. Absolutely. Give us a call right now. Tell the number, guess. 361 3688. Call right now, 361 3688. What are we giving them? We got a free appetizer and a bottle of wine up to a $30 value to get you started. So you just go down there, enjoy your bottle of wine on the back deck. I mean, deck. Is, if that's not a great little Friday evening, maybe a Saturday evening, you and your significant other sitting down to a, a bottle of wine and an app yeah, all absolutely. day. And if you're into beer, it's the only place I've ever seen they fill your beers on the bottom. They got this, the pint glasses, you stick it on the top, oh, yeah. and it comes up through the bottom. Super cool. Right now, they just released their new summer Cajun menu, too. I know you're into the Cajun stuff. Chef Jesse's got all sorts of uh, great offerings, including fried crawfish tails. That's something you could get as an yeah. app. Yeah. And you can also get uh, the sweet chicken, the sweet tea fried chicken platter. They got fried crawfish. They have all sorts of great Cajun selections. What else do they have? What? Etouffee. There it is. Hey, been working on the pronunciations <laughs> here. Excellent. Uh, yes. I love it. So go on down to the Iron Grizz. Check them out. Iron Grizz American Bistro is located at 515 South Avenue East in Missoula, right next to the University of Montana Golf Course, right at the base of beautiful Mount Sentinel. Go enjoy yourself down the Iron Grizz today. Hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead. Kent Haslam, the athletic director at the University of Montana, next.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 